0: Welcome back to Be a Better Human Podcast. And it is January 26, 2021. My last podcast of the, of January, because next week will be February already. So I thank you all for, who, uh, for joining me this first month of the new year. And I hope that you've been enjoying the topics. First, we were talking about self-control. Then last week, we were talking about how do I hear the voice of God? And this week, we're going to be talking about don't despise small beginnings. So this is going to be a very interesting um, passage of scripture that we dive in today. It's found in Zechariah chapter 4 verses 1 through 14. And even though it's a short chapter, there's so much going on in this chapter that I even had to read a commentary on uh, parts of it because I had to familiarize myself with some of these things that are going on because he's basically getting a vision and then he's getting the interpretation of the vision. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read just the passage and then I'm going to um, go back and insert some things that I saw in the commentary and some other things that that were revealed to me about this passage because it's so, so good. It's just really, really good information um for us today about not despising small things but it also talks about you know that scripture that a lot of people like to use not by might but by my spirit says the lord that's also in this same passage and so it's so it's so significant so here we go um the title was a lampstand and two olive trees so Zechariah chapter 4 verse 1 Then the angel who had been talking with me returned and woke me, as though I had been asleep. "'What do you see now?' he asked. I answered, "'I see a solid gold lampstand with a bowl of oil on top of it. Around the bowl are seven lamps, even having seven spouts with wicks, and I see two olive trees, one on each side of the bowl. Then I asked the angel, "'What are these, my lord? What do they mean?' "'Don't you know?' the angel asked. "'No, my lord,' I replied.' Then he said to me, this is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel. It is not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Nothing, not even a mighty mountain will stand in Zerubbabel's way. It will become a level plain before him. And Zerubbabel sets the final stone of the temple in place. The people will shout, may God bless it. May God bless it. Verse eight. Then another message came to me from the Lord. Zerubbabel is the one who laid the foundation of this temple, and he will complete it. Then you will know that the Lord of Heaven's armies has sent me. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the, the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. The seven lamps represent the eyes of the Lord that search all around the world. Then I asked the angel, What are these two olive trees on each side of the lampstand? And what are the two olive branches that pour out golden oil through two gold tubes don't you know he asked no my lord i replied i replied then he said to me they represent the two anointed ones who stand in the court of the lord of all the earth now i know as i was reading this you know there's so many things going on even in my head when i read this through the first time so now i'm going to go ahead and break it up into um the interpretations and what's happening For anybody who's curious, I'm getting these footnotes from David Guzik, um, and it's called EnduringWord.com because it's it's very um, it gives like a little bit more information about certain things, and I thought it was very helpful for this study. So first of all, in the first part of this verse, where he's awakened out of sleep and he's about to have this, you know, he's having this vision, uh, the lampstand of gold of solid gold. God gave Zechariah a vision of the golden lampstand that was meant to stand in the temple. Since Zechariah and his people were there to rebuild the temple, it made sense that God spoke to them in images related to the temple. And then it also says seven pipes to the seven lamps, two olive trees. In addition to the lampstand, Zechariah saw something that was never in the temple. Two olive trees that supplied the seven lamps with oil through seven pipes. One of the more tedious duties of the temple service was the constant care of the lamps on the golden lampstand. They had to be continually refilled with oil. I'm sorry, continually refilled with oil, cleaned of soot, and their wicks had to be maintained. In this vision, Zacharias sees self-filling lamps fed directly from two olive trees. In the temple, the lamps were fueled by pure specially prepared olive oil. The lampstand Zacharias saw in his vision was fed straight from the trees. So that was like a supernatural thing that, you know, never had happened. Okay. So then when Zechariah asked for an explanation of the vision, so I answered and spoke to the, to the angel who talked with me saying, what are these, my Lord? Then the angel who talked with me answered and said to me, do you not know what these are? And I said, no, my Lord. So what are these, my Lord? Zechariah, when he saw the vision, but didn't understand what it meant. What he saw was simple, but unusual. A lampstand with lamps supplied with oil directly through pipes coming from two olive trees. Do you not know what what these are? So the angel made sure that Zechariah knew that he must come to understand the meaning of this vision. Okay, so the meaning of the vision, verses 6 through 7. How Zerubbabel, I'm sorry, I'm saying the name wrong, will accomplish the work by the Spirit of God. This is one of my favorite parts. So he answered and said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel not by might nor by power but by my spirit says the Lord of hosts who are you O great mountain before before Zerubbabel you shall become a plain and he shall bring forth the cap the capstone with shouts of grace grace to it this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel Zerubbabel was the civic leader of Jerusalem and had the responsibility to finish the work of rebuilding the temple The work had stalled, and Zerubbabel needed encouragement to carry on the work. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. In the vision of Zechariah 3, God spoke to Zerubbabel about the issue of purity, but purity alone was not enough to accomplish the work of God. The work of God also needs resources, and not the resources of human might or power. Might focuses on collective strength. The resources of a group or army power focuses on individual strength. God says not by the resources of many are one, but by my spirit. It would not be by your cleverness, your ability, your physical strength that the temple will be rebuilt, but by the spirit of God. The necessary resources for God's work, <clears throat> sorry, the necessary resources for God's work is the Holy Spirit, and God promises <clears throat> build a rich resource in the spirit of God to accomplish his work. When we trust in our own resources, whether they be small or great, in the eyes of men, then we don't enjoy the full supply of the Spirit. Oh, may God send us poverty, may God send us lack of means, and take away our power of speech, if it must be, and help us only to stammer, if we may, only thus get the blessing. Oh, I rave to be useful to souls, and all the rest may go where it will. That's a side note from the uh, commentator. This was the spirit, the breath, the ruach of the Lord, which worked in creation, Genesis 1-2. At the Red Sea to open and close it, Exodus 15 10 and they gave life to dead bones, Ezekiel 37-1-14. Looking back to the vision earlier in the chapter, we see that God wanted a Zerubbabel to know that the Holy Spirit would continually supply his need, just as the oil trees in the vision, continually supplied oil to the lamps on the lampstand. God wants His supply and our reliance on the Holy Spirit to be continual. And I think that is just so important. Those those points right there. Um, by my Spirit, oil is a good representation of the Holy Spirit. Oil lubricates when used for the purpose. For that purpose, there is little friction and and wear among those who are lubricated by the Spirit of God. Oil heals and was used as medical medicinal treatment in biblical times Luke 10:34 the spirit of god brings healing and restoration oil lights when it is burned in a lamp where the spirit of god is there's is light oil warms when it is used to as a fuel for a flame where the spirit of god is there's is warmth and comfort oil invigorates when used to massage the, oil, uh, the holy spirit invigorates us for his service oil ador- adorns when applied to a perfume The Holy Spirit adorns us and makes us more pleasant to be around. Oil polishes when used to shine metal. The Holy Spirit wipes away our grime, smoothing out our rough edges. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you should become a plain. The work of rebuilding the temple was so massive, it seemed like a great mountain. Here, God promised that by his spirit, the great mountain would be leveled into a plain. In this case, the great mountain may have literally been the mountain's pile the mountainous pile of rubble at the temple site. The rubble would be removed and the work carried on. You all get up plans and say, now if the church were altered a little bit, it would go on better. You think if there were different ministers or different church order or something different, then all would be well. No, dear friends, it is not there that, that I'm sorry. No, dear friends, it is not there The mistake lies. It is that we were, we want more of the spirit. He shall bring forth the the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. That was God's God's assurance to Zerubbabel that not only would the work be finished, but that he shall finish it, setting the capstone and declaring that it was all a work of grace. When the work is done through human might or power, we can take credit for it. But when the work is done by the continual supply of the Spirit, then it, it is all to the glory of God's grace. So then we have verses 8 through 10, which was um, more encouragement to Zerubbabel. Um, and then we have, um, let's see, verse B. I was wanting to kind of focus on uh, those two when he says, um, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands shall also finish it. Then will you know that the Lord is of hosts has seen, sent me to you. For who has despised the day of small things? For these seven rejoice to see the plumb line in the hand of the bill? They are the eyes of the Lord, which scan to and fro throughout the whole earth. His hand shall finish it. When the work is done by God's spirit, there are not only resources to begin the work, but also enough to finish the work. God is the one who finishes his work. Philippians 1, 6. And I think that's so important. I know a lot of people that are starting their own businesses or they've been in business for a year, their businesses are still within, you know, the first five years of being a, being around. So they are pretty much still in the infant stages of their businesses. And I just kind of listened to the different things that they have to go through with getting funding or keeping going. And then when COVID hit, some people that have been in business for a long time, they even started getting, you know, a little weary or a little, concerned because I never once had they had these type of, um, setbacks where they couldn't even keep their doors open or they couldn't, you know, um, do business as usual. They had to become creative and reinvent some things just to stay relevant or just to be able to make money because they weren't able to just make money by just the the way they used to do things. So they had to either come up with a new way of doing to-go orders or delivery orders or something. um, are doing more of, the, more of their businesses online, um, just all these type of things changed a lot of people's situations, and I think about how when the Lord, when it's the Lord's work that is being done, you know, uh, we have our own, you know, things that we do for our families or things that we do for community, but when we're doing things, when it's really the Lord's work and He's He's all in it, He's going to make sure that. That continues to go forward. He's it's not going to slow down. If anything, it's going to gain momentum at the time when it comes, when adversity comes to it, because the Lord is definitely going to take. He's going to finish what he started. And so, um, I like that this um commentator wrote that in here, and it says, "For who has despised the day of small things?" Zechariah's question rings true for us to to us today. Almost every one of us could answer, "I have despised the day of small things." The question provides its own answer. None of us should despise the day of small things because God has a wonderful, a wonderful, um, thorough, perhaps difficult purpose for those days. It was a long day of small things for Zerubbabel because the work of the temple lay in ruins for almost 20 years. He might have said to God, What do you mean day of small things? I've lived with 20 years of small things. Even so, God told him to not despise the time of small things and to consider it it's all is just a day. In many of God's choice workers, he uses powerful seasons of small things. Those days are not a mistake, nor are they a punishment. They are days of priceless shaping and preparation. They are not days to despise. When I got ready to do this um, Bible study today, this was the main scripture that the Lord put on my heart. And then I, when I found out that it was in this passage of scripture where this vision was being given to Zechariah, I was like, wow, I didn't realize that it was found in this part of the scriptures, but it just made me think, okay, I'm starting out a lot of different things right now, and I'm knowing that it's taking a lot to just get started, It's and it's also taking a lot out of me to keep going and to keep saying, okay, this is the reason I'm doing this, I know the Lord wants me to do this, and... So this was really an encouragement to me because this i didn't understand the 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 work that was happening in the bible you know the level of the of the project that was going on and i also didn't know that this was being said to Zechariah during a vision that he was having from uh from you know basically from an angel from the lord like this is huge that's like a huge event and then Um, And I read in this other part of the end of this uh, chapter that it was the seven spirits of the Lord that was looking and paying attention to these things that were happening on the earth. And I just I just think that's just so amazing. Um, But let me go ahead and get back to the commentary so we can bring this to a close. But I just wanted to say, you know, this was exciting, very exciting passage of scripture for me to revisit because I was like, Lord, I don't want to despise the small things that I'm doing right now that I know are going to lead to bigger things that you want and that you have from the kingdom. For these seven rejoice to see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. The seven are the eyes of the Lord mentioned in this same context. They rejoice when they see Zerubbabel busy with the building work with the plumb line in his hand. The eyes of the Lord see it all and they are happy to see God's people at work through Though this work was empowered by the Spirit of God, Zerubbabel still needed his plumb line. He still needed to get to work. God could have given Zerubbabel a shortcut and instantly, miraculously finished the work. However, that isn't God's way of doing things. Because his work in the life of Zerubbabel was as important to him as his work through Zerubbabel. And now we're at the end of the verse, or at the end of this chapter, verse 11 verses uh, to 14. And um, here's the explanation of the, of the olive trees and the lampstands. Then I answered and said to him, what are these two olive trees at the right of the lampstand and at its left? And I further answered and said to him, what are these two olive branches that drip into the receptacles of the two gold pipes from which the golden oil drains? Then, the, then he answered me and said, do you not know what these are? And I said, no, my Lord. So he said, these are the two anointed ones who stand beside the Lord of the whole earth. What are these two olive trees? Zechariah understood the message of encouragement to Zerubbabel, but he didn't exactly understand how it connected to the vision of the olive trees in the lampstand. These are the two anointed ones in Zechariah's day. The two anointed ones were Zerubbabel and Joshua. It seems that they were not the entire trees, but two olive branches from the trees, probably one branch from each tree. The trees themselves may represent the kingly and priestly offices in Israel. God had a special work for these two anointed ones. They would be uniquely anointed to work together and to accomplish the work of God. God often calls two men to work together, like Moses and Aaron, Joshua and Caleb, Elijah and Elisha, Peter and John, and Paul and Barnabas. God promises to raise up two more witnesses, anointed ones, to preach the gospel to the world immediately before Jesus returns, Revelations eleven three through 13 Revelation 11:4 specifically says of these witnesses these are the two olive trees and the two lampstands standing before the Lord I mean standing before God of the earth. The two anointed ones had work to do and it would be so it would be so supplied by the spirit of God that they would be like the olive trees with a continual supply of oil for the lamps on the lampstand. Anointed ones is literally sons of oil, sons of oil in Hebrew idioms the son of something is radically categorized by that thing for example the sons of belial totally represent their pagan god belial these two are so characterized by the ministry and the power of the holy spirit that they are sons of oil we note that the oil came out of the trees all real ministry is giving of ourselves it doesn't matter how much we have what matters is how much we give of ourselves some people are like a huge tank of oil that you might see at a refinery you think that's enough gas to last a a lifetime, but you could never fill your tank there. At the refinery, there is much supply, but no delivery. A five-gallon can of gas at home can carry only a little supply, but it will deliver. And so I just thought that this was just so encouraging to us today. Um, A lot of this spoke for itself, but I do want to just talk about a little bit the two anointed ones, because... The Lord, um, he does usually work in twos and doesn't take a lot of people to get the work done. If they're really, um, if the Lord is in it, you know, he doesn't need a, a big group of people to accomplish his work. However, he does like us to work together um, in groups in, you know, and we know the church is the people, not the buildings. But there's just so much meat here in this scripture that is want you to take time to to meditate on it. And see what the Lord reveals to you as you read it, but um, yeah, the olive branches and the and the um people that were anointed to do God's work, He supernaturally does work through us, and we just have to know that it's not about us, that it's not about our abilities, but just like was brought out in this study, that it's about the fact that the Lord has His His heart and His mind is with us, and He's observing us, and He's. Um, excited to see us doing his bidding on this earth. And so I just thank you for listening today. And do not despise whatever thing you're doing for the Lord, or even the things you're doing in your small businesses. It is indirectly for the Lord because you, you are a person that loves the Lord and is one of his children. You know, don't, don't get yourself all worked up about the details. Just do your best and keep going. Just keep going because those little things that you're doing today is going to pay off in a greater reward in the end of the project that you complete. And may the Lord have a blessing to those who heard this today. And I just want to say be a better human and get to work. Get the plumb line in your hand. Get something done today. And I'll see you next week.